In the summer of 2019, I spent several weeks as a hospital chaplain at Duke University Hospital in North Carolina, which is a level one trauma center. While I spent my days primarily responsible for the hospital's four inpatient oncology units, I spent several nights and days as the emergency on-call chaplain. The on-call chaplain is paged to every code blue or cardiac event every death, and to any other person who is in an emergent, despairing, or frightened state. Unlike the doctors and nurses and techs, there was nothing I could do to busy myself in times of vigil during emergencies. Sometimes there was family present, and I would sit silently with them, sometimes speaking in prayer or gentle affirmation. I listened to them project their grief some were inconsolable, others resigned, and others angry with the doctor, with the hospital, with me, with God. Before that summer, I had never seen a person die before. And yet there I was in the middle of the night, a mostly quiet witness to death in all its forms, feeling incredibly inadequate. From a 21-week-old stillborn infant to a 90-year-old family matriarch whose family was crowding the room in the hallways to another older woman whose family never came and died in the ICU with just me and her nurse at her side. Just as there is no one way to live, there is no one way to die. And I am willing to bet that none of Jesus' followers thought that he would die like this. Not like this. But this is the only way Christ could die. In our death-fearing society, it is all too easy to situate the death of Jesus in a fuller context of resurrection and ascension, of victory and triumph, We want to skip ahead and breeze through to Easter. And it isn't that we should forget that the Christian story ends in a triumph over death, but today teaches us that triumph over death does not mean that we pretend death doesn't exist, that we are somehow spared pain or grief, or that Christ's resurrection negated his previous suffering. It is all of a piece. So today, this is a rare opportunity to read ourselves into the account of Christ's suffering as though we, like Jesus' friends and followers, genuinely do not know what will happen next. I invite you into that mental space for a little while. There's a richness in this exercise of finality. The act of mourning a loved one teaches us a few things. First, it helps prepare us for our own deaths. Second, the essence of our loss becomes reliant on our own memories of who someone was and who we were with them. Third, mourning reminds us that we are all connected in ways that transcend death itself. We live our lives and die our deaths in relationship. Paul Ricoeur is a French philosopher 
He writes beautifully about what it is like to be a witness to the death of someone we love so much and of someone who loves us more than we can fathom. Ricoeur believes that the act of mourning and remembering someone we love actually strengthens us, hence the richness of experiencing death as a living person, which is what we do today. Instead of thinking that death is an experience we cannot have access to until it happens to us, Ricoeur believes that we do experience death in certain dimensions when we live with the loss of someone we love. It makes us just a little bit more ready for our own time, whenever that may come, but not out of fear, out of experience and comfort. The other gift he writes comes from memories. They are the key to understanding what it is like to live after we lose someone. And loss is what makes us treasure our memories so much. It tells me that the tears that I have shed when losing my grandparents, a good friend from college, a close friend's mother, sitting with those patients at the hospital, they mean that we are connected in ways that outlast death. My memories of them keep them with me. And the memory of Christ's life, it is brought forth to us from the apostles, from Mary, Jesus' mother, Mary Magdalene, others who witnessed his death. Their memories of this reach us even now, even here. Psalm 22 reflects beautifully on the power of memory as a way the Messiah, the suffering servant, has always been with us, is with us now, and remains with us forever. All the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord and all the families of the nations shall bow down before him. For kingship kingship belongs to the Lord. He rules over the nations. To him alone, all who sleep in the earth bow down in worship. All who go down to the dust fall before him. My soul shall live for him. My descendants shall serve him. They shall be known as the Lord's forever. They shall come and make known to a people yet unborn, the saving deeds that he has done. We are the people yet unborn who experience these saving deeds. And we know that the chain of memory doesn't end with us, which is why it's a gift. And finally, mourning helps us remember that living and dying is fully realized in relationship. Ricoeur writes that because others partly make us who we are, Their loss actually changes us. We become different. We learn just how much we are capable of loving, and it makes us want to live lives that will live on fondly in the memories of others. It makes us kinder, gentler, more compassion. Ricoeur writes, It is in experiencing the irreparable loss of the loved other that we learn the irreplaceable character of our own life. Our very identities are bound up in the identities of others, whether we know it or not. Good Friday reminds us that Christ's death and his offering of his own body changes us into people who offer themselves to others. And each time we arrive at Good Friday, we change a little and grow more into that vision. 
the memories of Christ that join us here today make Christ actually manifest. And everything that Christ lived and died for is manifest too. Even in 2022, we are experiencing the death of Jesus, the loss and devastation right now. Let it remind us that we too are mortal, that we too will live on in memories, that we too are connected to others, that we too can love more than we know and are loved beyond measure by a God who was once alive and now has died.